Hey, this is Kat, one of the three hosts of the My Breasties podcast. This honestly feels like a new season since we haven't recorded in so long. I'm excited to say that we're back and this is an episode of Sisters. Me and my sister Babs, Amy and her sister Carly, we all recorded this episode 26 on July 6, 2023. If you're new here, welcome. This is a podcast about two sisters who are now breast cancer survivors. It's me and Babs. And we talk about our experience since our diagnosis. We're usually recording with Amy, my breasty bestie, and someone who got me through a real trash time. If you're here and you know us in real life, your support still means the world to us. So thanks for showing up. Because life just doesn't go back to what life once was before you got cancer. As a disclaimer, this podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. I should not be taken as medical advice. You should always seek the guidance of qualified professionals. If you're into it, follow or subscribe, share this podcast with a friend, return for the next episode, or check out the show notes for more information. We love all of that, so thank you. And I think that's it. On with our recording. Hey! Hey! Oh my gosh. We've got sisters on the line. Amy's here. Her sister Carly's here. My sister B is here. Oh, I love it. Love. <laughs> we haven't talked on the podcast since the end of January. Oh my gosh, has it been that long? Yes. Babs, I want to see your shirt. <gasps> it's my Camp Breasty shirt. Isn't it cute? So cute. <laughs> it's a purple tank top with two little breasts holding hands <laughs> in front of the high trees, it says come together camp breasties so cute so beyond feeling feelings and deep depression of rage anxiety from trash insurance how's everyone's summer going <laughs> oh, well, i think that sums it up kat end of episode like when we last recorded we were celebrating b's last day of rads mm-hmm and now today marks her one year since chemo. Oh, wow. She started chemo a year yeah. ago. Can you believe it? What a milestone. We have to go back and listen, but I remember us talking about, like, imagine where you'll be one year from now. And I can't remember if that was, like, at the beginning or. <laughs> B, is this everything you ever imagined? <laughs> well, because we thought it was going to be a full year experience and all that stuff. I just remember that specific yeah lots happened Mm -hmm. so much has happened your hair looks by the way it looks it it does look cute i love it it's It's real full in the front it's very curly in the back i don't know what it looks so thick is it thick it's so thick but it's so fluffy i feel like a um a freshly washed cow have you seen those videos (laughs) oh like the they're like what are they called? There's like a type of cat that has lots of the the hair. Yeah, yeah. the little little ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Highland the, cows. Highland, yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, you're not on the social media enough to know what we're talking. Hey, about. I'm like freshly washed cows. Who washes cows? <laughs> well, when they have luscious hair like that, Carly, they're gonna wash those cows. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks good. V. Cute as hair. I know. I want everyone to see it. And you will if you follow Viva Labaz on Instagram. 
there you go. Also, since we met, someone had a baby and left me alone at work for three months. Hmm. Yes. I was like, who had a baby? <laughs> yeah. I still have a baby. He's so cute. Amy had a baby. He's just like Amy. It's like a little boy baby Amy. It freaks me out. Yeah, he's cute. I don't know. Your kids have the longest eyelashes in the world, too. And it's just... Not fair. (laughs) Wasted. Amy, your family is very active on Tiny Beans. I think I get like 15 notifications a day. (laughs) Well, you know, just how we communicate. We don't have any family locally, and I don't put my kids on the social media. So if you want to see them, that's so like if I miss a day or like go a few days where I don't like text pictures, which I'd never do text picture because we have. Tiny beans. My mom just texts me and be like, excuse me, I need you to post something on tiny beans now. Like, you know, I have nothing else to do but just posting on tiny beans. So, yeah, it's kind of a requirement. Yeah, my grandmother put me on the mission of getting a picture a day while I'm here. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we talk about tiny beans on episode 24. You can't wear jeans here. Wow. That was a great episode. show notes look at that i know does anyone look at the show notes anybody anyone (laughs) so amy had a baby i finished my naturopathic protocol and i also started ketamine since we talked yep also fell like i said deep depression earlier this spring so that's amazing i love that uh, and B convinced me to go to camp with her, which just happened in June. Yeah, I'm really so interested in camp. We yeah. haven't about it. No, because I was like, let's talk about it on the podcast, Amy. <laughs> yeah. Well, here we are. Here we are. I mean, well, before we get into camp, I mean, B, do you have any like quick hit? recaps of the last how many months it's been how many months can we count no i mean five five yeah okay so let me go through this i celebrated some big milestones i turned 34 i had my first set of camps anniversaries diagnosis anniversary mastectomy chemo anniversary today um, medically, I had my last check-in with my radiation oncologist last oh, week, wow. and I didn't know that going into the appointment, so it was actually very jarring. I have capsular contracture, which doesn't make me a candidate for implants anymore, so I'm getting a deep flap surgery in September. That's Whoa. a big update. That what, tell the people what deep flap is. <laughs> um, the non-scientific explanation is that they're gonna make boobs out of my belly there you go yeah there we go that one deserves like like a brazilian butt lift and they take the fat from your belly and put in your booty i is it i I don't know it's like the oh my god amy we're gonna have to do like a whole episode on deep flat yeah let's do an episode on deep flat because that is a big fucking deal Never it's heard of deep, it. Deep flap. Mm-hmm. 
um, there was a deep coding crisis uh, recently where the Breasties, which is a nonprofit org, um, set up a social media campaign to uh, get like 5,000 plus people to sign a letter to urge the CMS to reinstate the S code, um, which really is just to make deep flat accessible to patients because that S code removing the S code was going to make it inaccessible. It's like a whole thing. So Why would we, they... should, we should totally get into it. Yeah. I have so many questions. Yeah. That's good. Oh, we'll get into it. Yeah. So I have that scheduled for September. <laughs> Sorry. This was supposed to be quick hits. Um, but a lot has happened. I have severe fibrosis in my chest from radiation, but it's manageable. It's just like the muscles are getting like. So you got to do like gua sha, right? Yeah. It's like gua sha. I have to do um, it like certain types of skin stretches. It it doesn't hurt, but it's limiting my range, my range of mobility. Okay. So like scar tissue almost? Yeah. Almost like scar tissue. Um, so I'm managing that. I started a medication called Effexor, which is an antidepressant, but it helps with hot flashes and it's working. Yay. Hot flashes. Yay, drugs. Menopause. Drugs. <laughs> uh, let's see. I went on a lot of trips. I went to Maui with Cooper. I went to Japan for work. Nice. I went to a work retreat. Oh, damn. Um, you're giving us, you're giving us like your whole diary. <laughs> Okay. It's been a while. Okay. I'm just excited. I have like, yeah, life's burning. I'm wearing my camp shirt. You're getting Um, into your ceramics again. Oh yeah. I had a pop-up. She's an artist y'all. That's exciting. A lowercase a artist, but yes, I, yes. You're an artist. Oh, thanks. What's your brand called? A strong hero. Not sponsored. it means stranger because my name means strange foreigner. <laughs> Not sponsor. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's talk about a lesion wellness and a strong hero <laughs> ceramics. Um, yes, we love those brands. <laughs> um, yeah, you had a pop up, and that was a really big deal too because. You were kind of like low key freaking out about it. Well, I just didn't have anything set up. I've never done this before. I haven't yeah. done ceramics in a year, and now I'm actually getting back into the studio too. So it's a big deal. A lot of firsts too. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then we went to camp. Oh, camp. <laughs> I am really happy that I went. Because uh, I, I, Amy, we talked about camps and retreats a while back, and we were like, I can't believe this is actually a thing in the cancer yeah, community. I, <laughs> I was at, I was talking to my mom before before this, and uh, she was like, Oh, I t- what? She's like, What are you doing today? I said, Oh, Carly and I are gonna join podcasting with you know Cat and B, and uh, she's like, What are you gonna talk about? And I said, You know, cancer camp and ketamine. She's like, Cancer camp. She's like. There's adults there? And I was like, well, there's only adults there, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is that? And I was like, well, I'm going to find out. I was like, but I'm 
it's open to everybody and it sounded like it was a really excellent time it was amazing so it was hosted by the breasties and as i mentioned earlier um the breasties is the first all-inclusive nonprofit organization that creates community for survivors previvors thrivers and carevivors which amy i would consider you as a carevivor because you really helped me through a shit time yeah that's what i told my mom yeah yeah and so um, the breasties exist to support and improve the experiences of the breast cancer and gynecological cancer community through peer-to-peer connection, resources, and advocacy. So the camp was a four-day summit where I think there were like more than 400 people there who were mm-hmm. impacted by breast and gynecological cancer, um, where we all came together for community, patient advocacy, and education. I still have the scheduling app on my phone, B. So, <laughs> like, Me too. I also have my little booklet on my schedule. It was amazing. I learned a lot. I met some really cool people. I was joking with George the other day. I was like, oh, this is how you make friends as an adult. You get diagnosed with cancer and you go to camp. And, like, you meet other people <laughs> like you. <laughs> There's got to be an easier way. Uh, Amy, it's all about trauma bonding. That's what, you know, like, yes. it's all, all trauma. Um, it was really fun. But, you know, be like your experience at camp, what was it like for you? We were also in the same bunk, which was really nice. Yeah, Lemon Cabin. Yeah. Lemon Cabin, the named after fruits. Each- yeah, they were all named after, like, f- yeah, f- mostly fruits, right? There are some veggies. I think there are some veggies, like peas. I think there's a peas cabin. <laughs> we could have a peas cabin. Yeah, we should. We have we have pea pod tattooed, matching. T- oh, cute. Yeah. Oranges. That would have been better. Well, we were yeah, we were in the lemon cabin, and there was another set of sisters in there with us, and um, obviously like a younger and older sister, and the older sister sharing her story and I really empathized with her because she was basically saying you know her cancer was, was like a blip compared to her sister's was she also diagnosed from yeah yeah and I, I just told her I was like I identify with that a lot but all of our cancer matters and I don't know it's just like you know, it's it's just a feeling. Is it like a form of like survivor's guilt, kind of? Yeah. 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 But yeah, B, what was it like for you? I haven't posted about this on social media because it's hard for me to put into words what camp really meant to me. It meant everything. Um just being around people who have similar experiences and just like get it where you can, we would like sit down at tables and people would just immediately share their diagnosis. And then we would talk about non-cancer stuff. (laughs) Um, It was like a specific form of bonding and community that I've never experienced before. And it was, um, you know, really scary. I remember feelings of when we were 
driving and approaching camp and trying to figure out what I was feeling, like if I was nervous or anxious or excited. And I think it was a mix of all of that, just because, um, you know, it's, it's such a different experience. I've never been to camp. I haven't really been to an event this big um, since being diagnosed. And yeah, it, it was, it was just amazing. Like all of the, um, all of the different panels, like the education and sharing, um, of like cancer specific things, but then also there were activities like tie dye and bracelet making <laughs> and yeah. like a talent show, like an open mic uh, night. And I loved the talent show. We so that night, B and I were at a fire releasing ceremony, and we had just met our new friend Danielle, and we were leaving that fire releasing ceremony early, just so we could see our new friend Marcella perform at the talent show. And as soon as we got there, sat down, someone was finishing their act, and then Marcella got on stage, and. The crowd went wild. It was amazing just to catch that and just to see her perform. It was it was really cool. <laughs> but it was definitely a camp moment to have a, a talent show mm-hmm. um, and fire stuff happening. So it was pretty cool. Where was it? Um, so it was in New York. In, uh, in Rock Hill, New York. <clears throat> yep. We didn't do any of the, um, like, big outdoor camp activities, though, B. We didn't go swimming. We didn't go the ropes course. (laughs) We didn't do the, like, giant inflatables that you launch your body off of into the water. Why does none of this surprise me? (laughs) I don't know. We didn't do yoga or any of the exercises. Um, like all the stuff that Carly and I would have been doing together. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, that's fun. That's the stuff that I love. Yeah. Everything you listed, I'm like, yes. I, I mean, it's all fun. Yeah, we just didn't do it. We, just, we didn't get around to it. Nope. Well, they well, we slept in. I think it was like a bit of energy preservation. Hmm. Yeah. So that we could like go to all the panels and you know, we just I know you went to like silent just you know, or some kind of um, or the cabin next to us, uh, the cabin leader Ray, um, has a karaoke van, oh my God. and they had, <laughs> they had the late night parties, at their cabin, That's so which is which was pretty cool. B, B got an invite because she stayed out late um, on the night of Brestival, which was the last night of camp. They had this amazing party and we all dressed up as like a festival theme. Um, and they had food trucks and a DJ and just, you know, kombucha, and like all of these things. Right. And everyone was dancing, having a good time. Probably it was started at seven and it was running till about 11 at around nine 30. I was about to ghost be, I was just like, mm-hmm. like slowly like faded into the back. Um, kind of like that Homer Simpson meme where he's just kind of mm-hmm. fading away into the bush. Um, and B caught me 
and I was just like, I need to go. I was feeling really overwhelmed because <laughs> it was a lot, a lot of people, a lot of interaction and dancing and all that. Um, and I got back to the cabin. Everyone else in our cabin was already there. And they <laughs> they looked at me and they were like, oh, my God, I can't believe that you're back. We thought that you were going to be the last one here, <laughs> that you would be the last one to return to the cabin. I said, oh, no, that's my sister, B. She's out there, and she will be last. And don't, don't believe her when she tells you she's an introvert because she's lying to you. <laughs> you know what? You know, okay, so I, I saw something that really resonated with me where, like, I thought I was an introvert, but, like, mm-hmm. I'm really uh, – I really get energy from, like, my community – like it just have to be surrounded by the right people in order to like have energy. Yeah, for sure. Cause I was out dancing. I was out dancing until the floodlights came on. Yeah, <laughs> it was so fun. So Ray had this amazing, like light up these amazing light up wings. And so mm. I traded these light up things uh, for the wings and so I was like running around with those it was so fun that's awesome I loved it mm-hmm. it was cool what else did you take away from camp oh um, so they had a panel on um, finding your voice finding your people and building community on social media and mm-hmm. I was really excited when I saw the speakers on that panel because uh, one of them um, was Victoria Price. She's an actor and she was diagnosed a month before I was and her Instagram posts about her journey, like what she had learned during her process were so helpful, so clear, detailed and very real. And even though our diagnoses and treatments are very different, I learned a lot from her and I got to talk to her in person and thank her. And that was really fun for me. She, um, and this is fun. She's currently in the Donna summer musical. It's running through July 16th at the gateway playhouse in Bellport, New York. I just want to give her a little shout out because she is incredible. Oh, that's awesome. So that was fun. Yeah, the just, I mean, meeting Victoria was really cool. And just a lot of the different panelists that they had. Um, I had never really followed any of them before on Instagram, but just being introduced to them and their stories has been really inspiring. But also just, you know, learning about all the cool shit that they do. So uh, it was fun to... Um, we went to a genetics panel on one of the days and um, Dina Goldberg is a social media personality, but also she has her own genetics counseling practice in California. And it was just really refreshing to hear her talk about genetics in a way that was really approachable and easy to understand. But it was cool just to chat with her and get to know her a little bit um but the they even had i mean they had amazing sponsors too and and different 
types of, of panelists. So there was a, um, there's a company called Natera um, that does uh, a lot of um, oncology like testing. And they were talking about Signatera and how they're transforming the management of cancer with personalized testing. And basically Signatera is a highly sensitive and personalized um, molecular residual disease assay uh, using circulating tumor DNA um, to help identify relapse earlier than what exists currently in standard tools. They're detecting um, circulating tumor DNA or microscopic pieces of tumor DNA in your blood, hmm. um, which is really interesting to me. Um, so how often would would you both need to get tested? I think there, I think it's only available to people with certain cancer types. I'd have to look into it some more, but um, it sounded like a really great thing to have for individualized cancer care and just allowing someone to have that kind of information over time. Yeah, and if it's so you blood, don't have to that's wait. pretty non-invasive too, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. So um, in clinical studies, um, a positive signatory result was predicting relapse with overall positive predictive value more than 98%, which sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it, it works. <laughs> Um, so there was definitely a science panel, which was cool. Um, yeah, I'd be into that. I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah. 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 The panel on breakthroughs in research, surgery, screening, and tech was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. there was also, um, someone from QT imaging and yeah. they introduced this, um, this type of scan where it provides clear high definition 3D results for imaging. Um, and so if you have like dense breasts or breast implants or just want, you know, um, an extra test after a mammogram, it's available. And it um, it's also like very non-invasive. It doesn't have any compression. There's no exposure to radiation. Um, and it just looks like a table, like you're lying down on a table mm. and it only takes 20 minutes. Yeah. That was really cool. So you became, you have to become experts out of necessity. Yeah. I'm still waiting for my honorary medical degree, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to come soon. I don't know. I was just asking if the camp was just, it was like a long weekend. Yeah. It was, I think it started on a Thursday, right? Thursday. Yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then we left Sunday after ceremony. So, um, one of the other things from the genetics panel was the mention of Lynch syndrome. So Lynch syndrome was included in, it's included in the uh, typical, um, I think it's like the 36 gene, like, you know, breast cancer genetics panel. 
And the reason why they test for Lynch syndrome too is that it's a condition um, that increases the risk of many kinds of cancer. And so if that is showing up, um, it causes cancers to happen at an earlier stage. And Lynch syndrome cancers could include things like you know, colon cancer, endometrial cancer, could be breast cancer, um, some other ones. But I had never heard of Lynch syndrome until that panel. <laughs> I was like, what is that? Was I tested for that? And I was. And that came back as no flags. So that's good. The whole advocacy piece and the whole education piece was, I think, really eye-opening and really helpful because even after people were coming home from camp, everyone still has appointments and things that they're doing. And they felt, you know, they would share stories of just feeling empowered to ask their doctors questions and really advocate for themselves in a way that that maybe they hadn't before. Um, Just having a new set of information and I thought that was really cool too. It's just to, to see that unfolding in the community. Well, I know like, especially, you know, even, you know, well before Dabs got diagnosed, when you first got diagnosed, just the knowing that you needed to advocate for yourself and how to do that, like so overwhelming, you know? So it's nice to have just other people help you with that because it's not innately built into the medical part of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of it, too, was just learning language. So, you know, just just listening to people talk about their experience and share their story, you would pick up on things that, oh, I should, I should look that up. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had, oh, I had no idea that, you know, Susan G. Komen had an Advocates in Science program. And that sounds really cool. And so how do I get involved with that? Or, you know, just different organizations. Um, Like, I think Tiger Lily was a really cool organization that we learned about. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was... Well, just our vocabulary, like me, you know what I mean? That what? Like, I feel like you have a whole different vocabulary. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, I just came across this note and now I have no idea what it means. B, it says, look at Wellbutrin. And then under that, it says Mexican Gothic. And under that, it says Night Bitch. Oh, Night Bitch is a book that okay. I recommended. <laughs> I was like, what? What, is, what are these things? <laughs> anyway. Well, speaking yeah, of new vocabulary, B, I saw some of your Instagram about insurance bullshit and mm-hmm. having to navigate that. I mean, they were hanging up on your providers, mm-hmm. but it's just yeah. out of this world bananas. Oh, man. I I went nuclear on that. Um, Did it get sorted yeah where's your where's the status no it has not gotten resolved or or it's unclear so i don't know should i start from the beginning this is like there's a lot of context (laughs) i'm gonna do it kat you can cut it if you want to okay yeah i I really have tried to distill this okay because like here's the storyline for me 
-hmm. Woman needs life-saving cancer drug. Insurance company says no. Yeah, let's just let's just start there. I mean that 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 really is the story. Yes, that, that yes, that's the story. The that's crazy. the one medication that I can take safely to suppress my ovaries. Um, apparently, the FDA has a limit on certain medications. There, there's a pill limit within a certain time frame that's capped. So I've seen two different caps for this medication and I'm not sure which is correct, but I'm over that. And so the, my insurance company has denied coverage because of this FDA cap. Why and is the FDA capping medic? Like, cause it's not safe or. They, well, so I asked my Medonc's nurse this and she was like, even if you were taking or Alyssa, um, for what it's actually prescribed for, which is endometriosis pain. Even if I was taking it for that, like the limit on the amount of pills you can take doesn't make any sense for for it to be effective for somebody who has ongoing pain. So like, Um, this is probably happening to a lot of people. I know a lot of people who are having issues with their insurance companies right now on pill limits that they didn't know existed. And I know that there's a chemotherapy shortage in the U.S. right now as well. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, this is so frustrating. I reached out to a lot of people. So there's a health advocate um, company that my work has a relationship with that a lot of my coworkers recommended. So I reached out to them um, for help with Cigna. I also reopened my, um, Cigna has an oncology nurse navigators program that I'd been using the past year. And, um, the, the person who was helping me, uh, you know, we went on a little break because I've, I'm just waiting for my surgery, but now that I'm having these issues, I reopened my case with her and she's been really helpful. I also reached out to my HR benefits person who got in touch with our account manager at Cigna. Um, and they were able to like pull records of all the communications and like everything that had happened with, um, with this case of, um, you know, these, these denials that I've been getting from Cigna. So my, yeah, my oncology team, they're having, they're still having trouble reaching out to Cigna, um, and getting clear answers. And I can't really tell like when things are happening and when I get these calls, like confirming a denial versus when I'm getting letters in the mail, Mm. denying whatever appeal is in process. Um, so it's been really confusing. I haven't been taking my medicine for, is it two or three weeks now? Um, because I can't take Oralissa. I also can't take my, um, my aromasin or my exomestane, which is the aromatase inhibitor, which, um, suppresses the estrogen in other parts of my body that aren't from my ovaries. So it's really frustrating. They don't, want me to be off of that medication for very long 
and uh, I'm still waiting. <laughs> it's very unclear what's happening. Awful. This is awful. Yeah. I mean, what do people do? Like, do they start buying drugs on the black market or like what happens? Because I mean, it, they're not as expensive in other countries. What one of my six options is going to Canada to buy my prescription. Yeah. That's wild. And so I have a lot of new camp breasty friends who live in Canada who have reached out to me, um, which is really, really sweet. Um, offering to help uh, if, if it comes down to that option. I mean, where's Cigna headquartered? Can't you just like go knock on their doors? <laughs> <laughs> like, who are these people? It's just crazy. I can do that. Um, my my BFF Alex sent me an article about how Cigna um, saves money by denying claims without reading them. And they I'm just sorry. Keep... What? Yeah, I'll send it. We can we can have it in the show notes. It's oh. a really frustrating read. Um, and so I thought that's what was going on, but it turns out to be this like FDA limit that no one knew existed. So. It also sounds like BS. Yes. Uh, apparently, like, this drug has, like, if you take it for too long, there are, like, liver complications, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, we've same with been... Tylenol. So what? Right. Yeah. So we've been, um, I've been getting <laughs> yeah. regular, like, blood panels to, to monitor all of that. And it's just really frustrating because it's been working for me for six months and... You know, I really can't afford to pay for it out of pocket, um, but th that's an option too, if it comes down to it. I could pay for it out of pocket here, or I can save a little bit of money by going to Canada. How much would you to save? get the medication? I don't know. It's at the cheapest price that I've found at pharmacies near me is $1,000. But mm. I have to take this medication. It's $1,000 a month, but I have to take it for the next four and a half years. Oh, my God. So it's self-administered? $1,000? It's a pill. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Cuban's Cost Plus doesn't sell that drug. They don't, they don't carry it, no. No? There's no generic for it. Um, so yeah, Come on, so billionaires. Where are you? <laughs> I know. Change so this. So there are the six pathways. I could pay for it out of pocket here. I could go to Canada to get it. Uh, I don't have to take it at all, which is like not really an option. Mm -hmm. um, I can get allergy tested to see if Lupron would be an option for me which is a little scary because it has the cross sensitivities with zolodex which is what i was in the icu for last year mm -hmm. that like nearly a year ago yeah almost mm -hmm. one year um damn what are the other options the my oncologist is reaching out to the manufacturer to ask if they can help override the oh wow the limit um or provide it to me for free 
or at a discount, um, which I think they do sometimes, but she's not super confident in that one because um, I'm using it for an off-label use. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. Um, That's the problem, yeah. That means like you're using it for something else other than what it was intended. Yeah. 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 I mean, a lot lot of um, medicines for um, like cancer side effects aren't for the actual diagnosis mm-hmm. like yeah. the effector that i'm on is an antidepressant but it just happens to help with hot flashes mm-hmm. um and then the other options are um getting my ovaries removed which is not something i want to do so. an oophorectomy is that it oophorectomy yeah mm-hmm. oophorectomy yes is it hysterectomy that's when you get your uterus uterus. i don't know these things you're a doctor (laughs) oophorectomy there we had an episode about that Mm -hmm. um yeah it's a lot the insignia does have the reputation of being a trash insurance company as big as they are you know i haven't well I was about to say I haven't had a lot of issues with them, but now I'm remembering that my radiation was denied three times and then kicked to an external panel, and that took right up yeah. until my radiation started. So, yeah, there was a um, a resensation panel at camp too, and basically talking with with. Uh, talking with the audience about just how nerves can grow back, but you want to have that kind of conversation with your surgery team early on um, when you're diagnosed with breast cancer and you're talking about your options and really thinking about nerves going into surgery and, and how they repair themselves. And so you had a couple, we had a couple of microsurgeons on the panel and it was really cool listening to them talk about what they do and the different types of sensation that people have. And one of the questions from the audience was, you know, will the insurance, will insurance pay for this? Um, because it's a very specific and like highly specialized approach to surgery. And they said that there are codes used for reconstructing injured nerves through the chest. And so you could use those codes um, unless they don't accept it. And they were like, well, who doesn't accept it? And they're like, you know, Cigna, maybe. (laughs) Trash. 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 That was something that uh, everyone would chant when there was definitely a trash moment. Can you get new insurance? Could I get new insurance? My, I think my insurance is better than Cooper's insurance, which is... Crazy. I mean, would your um, would your organization look at other insurance plans outside like a of supplemental Sigma? plan? Maybe. Yeah. They they did, and the HR benefits person who is helping me with Cigna, she was like, "This is unacceptable." And then she said that we have a wellness survey that's active right now, um, where um, employees are asked to give feedback about our current like wellness and insurance plans. So, guess who's Blow writing that up. a lot? Yeah, 
blow it out. A lot of people. It's a big topic on on the Slack channel, benefits Slack channel at work right now. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. It's like you pay into insurance and then when you actually have to use it, it fails. <laughs> it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Carly's getting the same shit. Well, some same, same, but different with her home insurance. I have a tree fall on my roof and they're like, we don't cover that. There's that's something else. <laughs> yeah, it's in a wind Stupid. policy. It's there's like, like apparently there's like, like a separate wind policy that has a ten thousand dollar deductible that I had no idea was even on my policy. Like, yeah, it's Everyone check your wind policies now. <laughs> well have weather without like how's a tree fall on your roof without wind? How does gravity? <laughs> like, so if there's ever wind, it's not your fault. Like there's wind every day. <laughs> Yeah, what's the point? What's the point of insurance at that point? Done. Check your insurance policies. Check your pill limits. Uh, yeah, that resensation panel, it was, I had never heard of that, like restoring sensation after a mastectomy. Um, and to get the high of being like, oh my gosh, maybe this is something that I can do. And my mm-hmm. upcoming mastectomy and, and deep flap surgery, and then to very quickly hear that's my insurance company doesn't accept it. It was just like, such yeah, a crash. I did look up providers in my area because I was looking into like, well, if I went on Cooper's insurance, like are these people in that network? And, but then it's like, I really love my surgeons and they did such a great job. And then, you know, I would have to like find new surgeons that do this. I mean, pretty much um, patients and community members change the standards of care and it takes community (laughs) to make these changes happen. From what we saw with the deep flap coding, which was amazing through the breasties and other partnering organizations, but then also just the more people can vocalize their story and the things that are happening that's wrong. I think that's a good thing. Okay, so. How many times a year does the breasties organization get together? Like how y'all work 400? Does that happen once a year? Or is that like something that ongoing? And I, this was the second camp that they had, um, but the first one they had, I think, was 2019, and then the world upended with the pandemic. Um, and I think they want to do it as an annual thing. Um, oh, but mm, twice the, a year now. I heard they want to do the one camp? on the West Coast and the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. So it might be twice a year for the camp. Who knows? It's a great event. Highly recommend it. 10 out of 10. The community stays on Instagram year round or where is it? Yeah, I mean there's they also have an app um where you can engage there. They're on Instagram, Facebook. Um they have virtual meetups. So the Breasties uh host weekly virtual meetups that are led by the community for the community and they have different um topics that includes, you know, a space that's safe for stage four thrivers. Um, the gynecological cancer group, LGBTQ plus breasties, 
uh, people who are newly diagnosed, people who are in active treatment, uh, BIPOC breasties and others. And so really it was great to experience camp in person, but I can see how, you know, with virtual events for people who aren't able to meet up in person, um, there's definitely a group that, you know, you could identify with and feel really comfortable with and just meeting. Um, and, you know, hopefully one day you can meet in person because that would be pretty amazing and magical too. So, and they meet monthly, um, which was pretty cool. I have not been to a virtual meetup, but you, you had been to a virtual meetup, right? And then you saw a camper in person and you were like, oh my God. Yes. Yeah. We, um, so it was, uh, right after I got out of the ICU, I went, um, or I attended the active treatment meetup online and there were several breasties, uh, from that who were at camp. Uh, so I got to meet, uh, my friend Emily in person and burning the candle that she gave me at camp mm. right now. Yeah really sweet um yeah it, yeah it was really exciting to to meet in real life yeah yeah it's and you know um <laughs> I don't know making friends as an adult is just so weird to me uh was it ever this weird when we were kids I don't think so but um, it's been great to have a breastie in the Denver area and to be able to just like hang out in person and get together and chat. It's been, it's been nice. It's been nice. In-person stuff is great too. <laughs> it really is. So. Kat, do the Denver breasties have like a, like a WhatsApp group or... I don't know. There used to be, I heard that there used to be like chapters of breast of the breasties groups across the U S and they even have some, some folks like in France (laughs) and other places in Europe, which is cool. Um, but no, there's not a WhatsApp group or anything like that. Um, it's been like kind of hard to find some, Breasties in the area, other than the one that I connected with, um, my friend Emily on the last day of camp. <laughs> so it was like the last hour of camp, and then I meet Emily, and then we just stay connected after that, which was great. But, um, yeah, that's so fun. There's a there's a very active DMV Breasties WhatsApp thread. Mm, that's nice. Yeah. One of our um, cabin breasties is in the DMV area. And she told you about the WhatsApp group and you were like, what? There's a WhatsApp group? Yes. Yeah. I was trying to like meet up with other DMV breasties uh, while I was there. And it was like, oh, like the worst attempt to like try and message people and like, gather all of them into one area because like none of us had service at camp but um but then I ended up meeting one of them in line again at like the last hours of camp so that was really fun yeah highly recommend camp I think they're also called retreats 
<laughs> um, so yeah, highly recommend camp. Um, I'll link to the Breasties website, but also the page that they have about camp. Um, for anyone who wants to look at that, um, they, I think they did scholarships or I think there were, I think there were scholarship opportunities with the Breasties. Um, but also, um, on the honor system, if you needed a discounted ticket to camp, um, they offered that as well, which was pretty cool. Um, and then when you got there, like everything was all inclusive. So it's not like you needed to pay for anything else to, to ex- have a great experience. So, um, also the swag was really good. Can we talk about the swag bags? The swag, I mean, yeah, their merch, all of the branding was so on point as a branding nerd. I loved it. Um, and to hear, you know, the challenges that they had going into camp and that it almost didn't happen. I was like, Oh no. Um, so glad it did. So glad it came through, but also the person who helped them like pull all their branding together and get their merch was amazing. It's like high quality shit. You know, I don't like that cheap shit, Amy. (laughs) Like it's, it's really high quality stuff. Um, but I forget where I was going with that. The swag bag. So like we get in and there's this whole line, this whole table, of bras. True and co bras. True and co. And they were just giving away free bras. It was so nice. And then the swag bag, that wasn't even part of the swag bag. That was just like, here's stand in line for this. Right. And then the swag bag had thrive cosmetics in it. Wow. Um, with like eyelashes and, you know, blush and I mean the sunscreen from La Roche Posay. Oh, love La Roche Posay sunscreen. I like left there with like two hundred dollars worth of sunscreen. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, oh my God. Sunscreen. It was great. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> Your bonding moments. That what? Mr. Bonding moments. What's our sister bonding moment be? I don't know. We had like very cute outfits on. And we showed up matching. People would say, like, oh, you're so cute. You know, they they some people thought we were twins for a moment. I was like, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. Wearing my wig. But then we'd be like, oh, we're sisters. They'd be like, oh my God. So this is cancer. Yeah, I'm like trying to ask, yeah. like, who do you think's older? Just to see. Always a yes. Bad. No, no, people would, would ask, like, who's older? And they would be like, guess. And they'd be like, <laughs> and then two dabs. And then Kat would be like, oh my God, yes. It was, it was, it was a fun moment to reveal that we're sisters and that you know, B was diagnosed with cancer, you know, five months after me, um, about right. Five months. That's what we kept saying. Um, but I had my hat, like I have a hat that I was actually supposed to wear to our wedding party and I never did. 
And so I wore it to camp and I wore it the whole time and people would pick us out on the hat and be like, oh, I was watching that hat all week. I love that hat and you guys are so cute and blah, blah, blah. It was really sweet. There's a lot of great um, nail art at camp. Oh, yeah. This one person, Ryan, she had amazing nail art, too. Breasties branding. And Sandra had amazing nail art. There's a lot of stylish people there. I mean, it was great. (laughs) It's great to see. Great to be in it. Yeah, it was just really cool to meet uh, like so many people and hear who they are outside of cancer. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I love how you said that, Babs. Like, you know, you met like everyone exchanged diagnosis and then talked mm-hmm. about something different. I think that's. I get it off the like, here we have this. Yeah, moment. We, we, have, we can find a lot of other things in common. Yeah, so if you want to, you know, if you want to connect on that because there's more similarity, sure, sure, sure. But for right now, let's just talk about life, you know, the other similarities. It's like not the only thing that connects you. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, it was really great that there were spaces to be able to find community within the community. Mm hmm. Which I forget, Kat, who had said that. Maybe it was Trish, um, who's on the leadership team. But um, that really resonated with me because just because, you know, we all have this shared experience of cancer doesn't mean that, you know, necessarily that you might get along or that you'll be best friends or anything like that. You have to yeah. like really find like who you identify with. Yeah, the community. Yeah, that comment sat with me for a while. So I was like, uh, yeah, it's a little (laughs) just because you have breast cancer doesn't mean you're going to be friends with everyone else who has breast cancer. It doesn't work like that. (laughs) It doesn't work like that at all with anything, really. No, unless you're four. (laughs) It was easier to make friends when you were a kid, that's for sure. After camp, I was trying to like capitalize on that feeling, right? Like trying to prolong like that high of being at camp. So just like reaching out to people being like, oh my God, we should hang out just because like we're in the same area. And I was like, oh, maybe they actually don't want to hang out with me. Like we don't actually like really know each other. I'm just like so excited to like connect with people and then I like got really embarrassed and overwhelmed and and then I had to like deal with all of those feelings yeah yeah I felt the same too I would comment on some things and like they wouldn't respond really and I would tell myself like don't read into it because it doesn't matter (laughs) like the response doesn't need to be anything but a heart or just nothing it's okay it doesn't matter at all and i know that other breasties felt like that too um just like getting overwhelmed because i mean there was you know people who posted immediately with like really thoughtful reels and reflections Mm -hmm. on social media and you know, I had every intention of being like, okay, one week later, I'll post like two weeks later, like one month. And then like those milestones like kept passing. 
And I just am putting too much pressure on myself to like present some profound reflection about my time at camp and the relationships that I made there. And it doesn't need to be that way. Yeah. I mean, the cliff notes, right? It's like met some badass people, loved spending time with them, learned some new things, had a lot of fun. We'll do it again. Eat s'mores. <laughs> yeah, we eat s'mores. Good time. Amy, what's on TikTok these days? What's your algorithm doing since February of this year? Okay, so... I, I hope it's better than, like, Excel spreadsheets. It and- is. It is. <laughs> You're not going to be super impressed. I mean, um, you know what happened March 1st of 2023, right? You remember that day? So when the like, broke out of Scandaval. Scandaval, yeah. But like, I remember that day. Scandaval rules. As we all do. And <laughs> um, yeah, my, uh, ins- my TikTok blew up with mm-hmm. this news and the theories and how deep was it and just, you know, I never really reverted back, you know? It's, it's just kind of still been a lot of reality tv um drama so now it's like harley's like gonna kill me because i can't stop telling her updates on like what's happening with kyle mauricio kyle <laughs> richards from um beverly hills Housewives. <laughs> yeah we're, like, we're not doing well and it sounds like she might be with this um country singer morgan wade and um maybe leaving Marisa. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, I will find out if there's anyone about it. What they Well, um, B and Carly, Amy and I made up our own show where Amy and I are going to drink wine and Amy's going to give me a recap of all the, all the shitty, like trashy TV that she's watching. Yeah, and we had like a few glasses of wine, and Kat was like, "So tell me what's happening on Vanderpump Rules." He's like, "I have to start from the beginning," and it was amazing. It was so much fun. It was like drunk history, but for trashy TV. Trashy TV, drunk history. I'm like, <laughs> like getting diverted. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Where was I? <laughs> We're just gonna make a new show. It's totally fine. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay. So then, what happened was, it was it was real good. It's real good. It was fun to tell. I was like so impressed. You're a good. You're a good storyteller. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. Good. So that's your. So the algorithm is still strong on Vanderpump Rules and Housewives. Yeah, I mean, there's some other stuff sprinkled in there, but no, Excel has been completely suppressed out. It's like <laughs> yeah. Over. That bitch knows Excel. She doesn't need this content anymore. <laughs> No way. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Love it. And then, you know, that that new threads came out today. Yeah, I have not. Has anyone posted threads yet? Oh my God, there's 30 million people on threads. Yeah, well, it's connected to your Instagram account. Yeah, so I mean, smart. They like just took everyone in, but there's, yeah, no, there's there's definitely brands posting on it. Yeah. Um, people not so much brands yes they're all over it but now you know 
Twitter, Elon Musk is like, I'm going to sue you because this is basically his Twitter. Weren't they supposed to have a cage fight or something? Yeah. Elon Musk and... Yeah. Um, (laughs) Why did I just forget his name? (laughs) Zuckerberg. (laughs) Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) And so I've been watching also for the past few months um the i think that i think the whole series ended and so i started watching it of course when the whole series ended uh secession on hbo oh yeah i want to get into it i have not started it very good i heard it was good if you want the drug history version of it sometime i'm happy to maybe yeah walk me through the first season yeah the drug history like, version we- I'm I'm in season four now, so okay, perfect. Last, I'm hoping to wrap it all up soon. But anyway, okay. watching that and listening to this like threads Twitter like debate, I just I feel like it's all just so real, and it's like it's all reality TV. It's great. Anyway, I like I like that. I'm in, I'm into it. Yeah, it's it. You know, kind of reminds me, cat, a little bit. It's like the 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 large media conglomerate corporate version of unreal yeah exactly <laughs> behind the screen of like the dirty dirty business side so so anyone listening to the podcast which at this point i don't know who listens to the podcast because we haven't posted in months um but if any any of our sweet cheese 19 is still here amazing thank you we love you um if you have heard of the show unreal amy and i got hooked on this show like forever ago and it was it was a lifetime show wasn't it i think so something i think so yeah i think so and the premise was this this woman um who she's basically like a young genius in her career and um, she serves as a producer on this. It's like a bachelor show, right? Bachelor, basically, yeah. Yeah. And so much stuff happens in the background where, I mean, we all knew like that show was fake. Highly but, the le- but the level of the producers on the in the background being really catty and stirring up business yeah. was, was, Amy and I were like hooked. <laughs> The woman who wrote that show uh, was a producer on The Bachelor. I mean, it seems very real. Like it's it's also so insane that it's like, could this be real? So, like, but now, now whenever we watch the like Vanderpump Rules or Housewives or whatever, we give the utmost props to the producers in the background because they're the ones. <laughs> We're making this shit happen. They really are. They're making yeah. it happen. They are the genius writers behind the whole thing. And uh, and that's why it's entertaining because they're also trying to do it with the facade that it's not, you know, not real. Which sometimes it feels very real. Right. Hence the show, Unreal. It was mm-hmm. great. <laughs> High recommend. Unreal and camp. And finding adult friends. And love always, Island. That's always what? nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, new season. We haven't. Island. We haven't gotten into Love Island, and it's summer. Yeah. I think it starts like in a week or two. That was our pandemic show. 
That's I, I like so the British good. version better. Just the British is the best. I just love I love a good British accent. Yeah, all the banter. Banter. <laughs> the British, yeah, we would have Love Island. And we would say, is it island time? Is it Love Island time? And Amy bought us... Um, Bought us uh, water bottles with her name Which on was it. Your point. Was it you or Carly? I want you to know, y'all. I, I sent y'all both the same water bottles from the show with your name on it or whatever. And like, I was like, oh, like so excited about it. And it took a couple of weeks for me to finally ask, like, oh, did you get it? And I forgot which one. Was, and y'all were like, yeah, I got, I got the water bottle. It's so cute. It was me. I was like, what is? No, you're like, yeah, she like, sent me a water bottle. <laughs> yeah, water bottle. Yeah, it's really cute. I was like, yeah, it's got your name on it. Yeah, yeah, it's got my name on it. I'm like, yeah, it's from Love Island. And you're like, oh, shit. Why doesn't you some stupid ass water bottle with your name on <laughs> That is true. That is very true. You're like, Amy's not, Amy's not going to send you some stupid ass swag. It's, de- it's definitely going to have a meaning to it. Really um, oh my god I love being here with you all yeah thank you yeah I really want let next time can we get into the um, deep flaps deep flaps we have, we have a lot to talk about there's deep I mean, flap there's ketamine oh yeah ketamine. Mm-hmm. which is yeah, we helping it's great yeah let's <laughs> <laughs> We should do this more often. Wait, this should this should be a regular podcast cadence. I think we should do it. We're gonna do it for us. Yeah. It's like you're a little so. like maternity slash summer break. Yeah, we we basically went on spring break <laughs> and extended it through now. It's mm-hmm. great. A lot happened. Life happens. Yeah. Clearly. We all just got caught up. So there it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I love you all. Love you. Love you. Love you. Catch up. See you later. Bye. Okay. Bye.